So one comment card said, do you ever think about opening a loopies in Iowa? And my comment was, I think of little else. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Well, we're back again, live together with a whole crew of crazy today. This is Class Racing Today on the Wyoming Podcast Network uh, from Millbank, South Dakota and New Jersey and another place that you'll find out soon, Class Racing Today. Com. This episode brought to you by Artisan Coffee, coffeebyartisan.com. Join the race team and get a free shirt, hat, and 15% off your coffee. Um, it's been kind of a crazy one. Uh, don't, don't forget to go to our uh, social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, give us a like, follow us there. We are live streaming on you, uh, Facebook right now. Uh, so if you're there, shoot your hand up in the air and say hi. Uh, Bobby and Brian are back with us uh, together. We're all kind of in the same system again. Um, welcome back in, gentlemen. What's going on? How's it going? How's it going? Awesome. I'm, uh, you know, I'm enjoying the uh, the day today. I got to sleep in a little bit. I'm on the East Coast time. Whatever. Our guest and you guys, you know, you get up nice and early. <laughs> it's one hour, and I appreciate it. Just <laughs> <laughs> one critical hour. That's though. right. It is critical. I mean, Bobby, I've seen your reaction times. You're always sleeping in. <laughs> well, they need to start running stock later. Like when I used to run super stock, I could, you know, at 11 o'clock, fine. Stock eliminator, you've got to go out at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's a problem, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I went to a race this weekend. We had our first uh, association race of the year here in Thunder Valley, kind of our, I would call it the home track and. They always do, they start first round qualifying at like two in the afternoon and then they race into the night and it just felt weird. Like that doesn't even feel like a race if you're not there and up by eight, nine o'clock in the morning. So I stayed home. I rolled down. I think I left my house probably about 11, rolled in and made the first round qualifying. I'm like, geez, that's, it's a little different atmosphere, but yeah, yeah we had a, I'm not used to that. We had a pretty good race though. There was 40, 40, I think seven cars that showed up for the first one. Uh, Sam Rulin, he's got a, I think it's a 2013 Challenger. Somebody will correct me because they know. Um, runs B-Stock Automatic, and man, they've been working on that thing. That thing sounded nasty. He went 1018 in B at 129 mile an hour. He's 136 under. I mean, that thing was just bad fast. He took the number one qualifier both days. And actually made it to the final and got runner-up for the first first race. So congratulations on that, Sam. You driving the hell out of that car, and then Tom Lewis actually won the race, so that was pretty cool. Um, our Midwest Class Racers Association is doing a deal this year, so anybody that wins one of the races from last season, and there was three left for this year, qualifies. Uh, Charlie over at Midwest Factory Finishes is doing a $5,000 to win race of champions. So they're taking potentially 20 people. We're going to qualify. We're going to take the top 16. They're running off for $5,000. So... Everybody's kind of getting after it and wanting to win and get a part of that. They can still still meet one at Brainerd this weekend or go to uh, John a blank Iowa, <laughs> Earlville, Iowa, in two weeks from Memorial Day weekend. So if any of our friends out there want to come in and try to get into that, just show up at Brainerd this weekend or go to Earlville, Iowa, on Memorial Day weekend, and you can get into that race of champions race. That would be pretty cool. But no, it was. I did terrible. I spun first round, went out first round, so that was kind of the start to my weekend. Did you go racing anywhere, Bobby? I did not race this weekend. I actually was working the Yellow Bullet Nationals in Cecil County, uh, Dragway in Maryland, and my job was I was a pit reporter for Motormania TV doing the uh, driver interviews. So it was a bunch of classes that I am not you know, familiar with, a bunch of 275 classes, outlaw classes, uh, top Sportsman was about the only class I recognized while I was there, but it was cool. I, I I wanted to go to Charlotte for the Nationals and do some more networking there, but this was a great opportunity. I couldn't pass it up, and I got a couple of great interviews, including uh, Fletcher Cox of the Philadelphia Eagles. He owns a couple cars, uh, Pro Two Seventy Five cars, and he was there, and um, it was it was a nice time. I had a good time. I learned a lot and met a lot of new people. Awesome. When's your next race? 
I'm going to the Maple Grove uh, Division One race Memorial Day weekend. So in two weeks, I finally uh, our season starts up here for Division One, and I'll be running. I'm going to bring both cars, stock and super stock, and try and get my two grade points and shake some rust while I'm at it. You should uh you should come over to Wisconsin uh, for that June 18th, 19th, and 20th. They're doing a stick race where you just only stick cars get to race for two grand. Really? Yeah. That's uh Friday they're doing that. That's Charlie at Midwest Factory finishes doing that. So you do the stick race, two thousand dollars to win, stick cars only. And then guy can stay there Saturday and Sunday and where it's our regular association race, you can race for five grand each day. So that's gonna be an awesome weekend. Oh. If that wasn't a week before my wedding, I would definitely do it. I don't I don't know if I can get that kind of permission, but our guests might be into that because they are stick shift, slick shift drivers. So maybe uh, maybe we can entice them. I don't know. Do we really want them coming up here? <laughs> not not with the lights. Uh, not with the lights. Uh, our guest was cutting last weekend. I wouldn't want to race her for sure. I'd rather be against oh. you any day, Bobby. Oh my! <laughs> I gotta practice. See that tree back there? I'm gonna burn the bulbs out if, if, if she was coming up here. So. Let's before we get to our guest, which I'm so excited about. This is going to be a fun. This could be one of the most fun podcasts we've had since we started. I need to rattle off a couple uh, results. Is everybody cool with that? All right, good. I thought so. <laughs> All right, so uh, first we had the Charlotte, the four wide nationals in stock. Marion Stevenson, he took the win. We've been hearing his name a lot this year. B stock automatic, 2015 Camaro. And in super stock, Peter Dagnolo, Div- Division One young man, in his 67 Camaro, and he's running super stock C stock. So it's a modified car, but he's running super stock C stock. Then we had a double in Division Four down in Dallas, Texas. Dallas Motorplex, Ennis, Texas. And in race number one of the double, in stock, Connor Matthews took the win in his F stock automatic. 1985 Camaro. And then in Superstock, we had quite a little story here. Greg Stanfield took the win in his GTJ Automatic 87 Camaro. Now, Greg Stanfield's been lights out all year. He's won a couple events. However, he was supposed to race against one of his teammates um, and, a, and a loyal listener and a good guy, Craig Gaultier, who has a, uh, a 2005 Cavalier that he runs in GTF Automatic. Uh, he he kind of switches back and forth. Um, between uh, F and G. But Craig actually had an accident after he won the semifinal round. Uh, his car, um, I, I believe, I think his car went from uh, high gear. It it, it uh, went up into um, like low or second, and the back tires kind of locked up on him, and the car spun around, and he hit the wall. And that beautiful, beautiful car, and, and everybody's seen it because we highlighted it um last week on the uh, podcast page where I interviewed Craig. That car is a spotless, gorgeous, fast car. He qualified number one in Atlanta. And the car, unfortunately, is not its not in good shape. I think it's totaled. But Craig is okay. He's a little sore. Uh, but just an unfortunate event. And then what Greg Stanfield did after he won that final round, he actually took the uh, Wally with a, a permanent marker and just wrote a line down it, and he wrote uh, – Craig's name on one side of it and Gre- and his own name Greg on the other side of it and it was it was a pretty cool gesture by Greg Stanfield. So Greg Stanfield, hats off to you pal. You're a good guy and hopefully we'll see you soon. And then in the second race of the double in stock eliminator, Parker DeVore in an iStock automatic 77 Velare uh took out our our guest today in a final round. Our guest Sheila Holt who was also driving lights out and her stick shift Nova. Well, more on her in a minute. We can't wait. And then in super stock, Pete Peary in his uh, 2005 Pontiac Sunfire, he was running factory GTE and he took out another uh, one of our guests today. who's hiding in the back um, in super stock. So more on that in a little bit. And uh, let's see. Just, a... I mentioned Craig. And I just want to mention one other person. This could be bad luck on my part here. I interviewed Gary Courtier at the Yellow Bullet Nationals on Saturday morning, uh, highlighting his beautiful car. And 
he crashed into basically a fireball on Saturday night, late night qualifying, and he got rushed to the hospital where he is recovering, and his car did not look like it was in good shape either. So prayers for Craig Galt- Gaultier and Gary Cordier, and maybe I shouldn't interview anybody anymore that has a nice car because I sound, I feel like I'm, you know, bad luck here. You just so. killed audience participation. You know that, right, Bobby? <laughs> like, they're going to see you coming, and they're going to just go run and hide. <laughs> Here For- I come. Hello. Fortunately enough, you're short enough that most people don't see it coming. So <laughs> how about David Barton winning comp in a stalker? You didn't talk about that. We didn't. You know what? We, haven't, we don't give comp a whole lot of, uh, you know, credit. We are class racing today, but we just kind of leave, you know, it's, it's basically, basically stock and super stock. So, but congrats to David Barton. That was pretty cool. I saw that on Nitro Joe's uh, Facebook page. All right. So should we get into the fun part of the episode? I think we should. I'm ready. My voice is a little hoarse, so we'll just bring them on and we won't have to talk anymore. Hey, look <laughs> at that car back there. I love it when you have me on. Oh, that's like I know, right? Is that you? Yeah, it's me and T.C. Morris. Oh. I don't see any smoke yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where yeah, smoke, where's that black cloud? Where there's smoke, there's fire. When he gets on that two-step, don't stand within 50 feet. <laughs> nice. Or have a, you need a gas mask. We'll call it uh, mosquito control. No, it's the Green New Deal, remember? We already established that. All right. All right. Let's get to our guests while we watch, uh, while Brian wins this round in the back. <laughs> we have, everybody's, everybody knows that when they go to a D4 event, or, or as I saw in Gainesville, like one of the coolest and most uh, exciting pit spots, welcoming pit spots too. I mean, I, 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 I barely knew anybody, and I just felt right at home. Maybe it's because the uh, drinks that were served were making me, you know, just feel right at home and comfortable. But uh, the uh, the Holt family, the Stan and Sheila Holt team, uh, who runs with the Lupe Tortilla brand on the side of the cars, that is their restaurant chain. Um, they are here with us today, as well as their crew, and J- uh, Jared, J-Rod, give us a wave, Jared. There he is. And Paul and Paula and Mike Cotton are also there as well in the background. Hello. So we're looking forward to a fun episode today. How are you guys doing? Sheila, Stan, how's, our, how's it going? We're still celebrating. <laughs> We're doing great. You missed you missed a really good friend there. He's hiding in the shadows. John Drolet is standing back there too. Stock super stock racer. Hi, John. How you doing? The famous Martha Margarita. Wave, Mama. That's my mama. Oh, she's a very... single man out there yeah. looking for a Martha Margarita. She's yeah, right here. Save me a fortune if some single man would take her. <laughs> That's got to be a very patient woman back there. Congrats, Mark. Uh, you, uh, where's, where's the woman behind J-Rod? He keeps him in line. <laughs> the whole crew. So the only one that's hiding is Mike. Mike's nowhere to be found. Katie wanted to be a part of the podcast, and she's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. so he'll be back in a second. All right, so we can make fun of Mike for, what, five more minutes? Then? Mike's probably on yes. a... All, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's probably on an ice run. I think you guys ran out already. Oh, now, man. Sheila, Sheila, well, that final round against Parker DeVore, you were double O two, Parker's double O seven, and Parker ends up on the uh, winning side of the double breakout. I mean, that looked like a close race. You're out by 12 thou, and Parker's out by 9 thou. So, yeah, that was that's a that was that was a close race. Your lights, though, all all weekend or, you know, from first round all the way to that final 22, 21, 13, 11. Then you had the uh, red light against West Neely. Yeah, because I kind of saw his red light and right. I was like, oh, hey, hey. <laughs> And then uh, you had your buy run where you took the tree and then double O two in the final. So that, that is a killer driving day right there. So way to go. Congrats to you, Sheila in the stick car, you know, near and dear to my heart for sure. Yeah. Well, I I have to thank J rod for, for my lights. He, uh, he is very crucial in helping me get to that point. 
I was sold in Gainesville. He's a valuable asset. It's a secret. Tell us about it. I can't tell you what we do. Let's get a stay on slide all the way. We want J Rod to come on here and tell us some secrets here. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to hear it myself. Help my lights. Now, Stan and Sheila, can you tell us how how the racing uh, the racing hobby started for you guys? Uh, well, Stan's been doing it for a long time, but mine came from, um, I have a son, his name's Chase Ty Murray. He loves his mama, in case you didn't know. Um, so he started drag racing with junior drag racing when he was eight years old. So that's how I got introduced to it. And then I became a part of the Houston Raceway Park junior dragster team and, uh, or the program. And I helped run that, um, and Chase did it from 8 to 18 years old, and now he moved up to super comp and top dragster. So, and then when I met Stan, he was like, hey, you need to get in this Nova and do a burnout. But he's been doing, you've well, been my, drag racing since he was 16. First, my, my first drive was a Pinto. I don't mean the car, I mean it's a horse. <laughs> it was a stocker, and then I went into a Palomino, which is a super stock horse. And then I finally got into a car. My first race car was in, in my first pass in 1965 in a Pontiac Tempest overhead cam six-cylinder four-speed with a quadrajet called a Sprint in Irwindale, California. I lived in West in the Covina, California, eight miles from the Pomona track. Five race tracks within 40 minutes of my house, hence the problem. So you're originally from California, Stan. Born in Texas, and my parents moved to California when I was very, very young. So I grew up there. My dad was in the car business, hence the love for cars and drag racing. So the dealer he worked for furnished me that first car. We could race in Orange County, Lions, uh, Pomona, Irwindale, and the um, little racetrack there. Um, anyway, the other one. No, Fontana. Fontana, yep. But was that always there? I, I thought that was more of a recent addition to the NASCAR track. It was there in the 60s, but it, not where it is today. And it was, uh, you know, you could race Irwindale in the day and then load up and drive to Fontana and race that at night. Fontana was famous for a chuck hole at the 1,000-foot mark that you had to drive around. I don't, they never filled it. We don't know why. We just drove around it and kept going. <laughs> Right lane was very popular. I raced a rental car there in Irwindale. Uh, whenever I came to California, I would I would take my rental car to one of those tracks and see if I could hit up a, a little bracket race. And um, I I never got caught doing it. I never I never got like any kind of extra charge or anything. I never broke anything. I guess so. That was the good thing. <laughs> That's because you never gutted it out and raced it in stock, Bobby. <laughs> when, when did they close Irwindale? Uh, I, no, Irwindale. No, am I am I confusing Irwindale? Irwindale is the little eighth mile track. I thought in um, I thought it was still open. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I know they closed it for a while. It was a quarter mile track. It was a really well known track at the time. I could be confusing my tracks. And um, what's that other track? Oh, Willow Springs. But that's not. That was a road course. But I did a stunt driving class at Willow Springs, which was pretty cool. So when you're when your dad's in the car sales, can you just go uh, grab keys anytime, make it to the track yet? Like, good thing there were night races, so you could just stop by and pick one off a lot and go race. <laughs> it didn't go that way. My dad was actually employed there. He didn't own the dealership, but the dealer, the guy that owned the dealership, liked me, and I was washing cars after school, and I asked him if I could race that car. He said yes. I'm guessing that's how like the Mandela's got started, right? Like. All right, Dad's gone for the day. Let's just pick something off the, the take something out of the shop and go make some passes. And got to test the work. So what more about Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, now, so Sheila, your son kind of got you into it. You meet Stan. Stan was already doing it for a while, and then Stan persuades you to get in a stalker in a Nova here, and not only that, a, a stick shift Nova too. Yeah. And um, how what what year like how long ago did this happen? 
Um, 12, 13 years ago. Let's go with 12. Um, and he said, I want you to get in this car and you're going to do a burnout. And we, we live in an airplane hangar at West Houston Airport. And he wanted me to do a burnout across the taxiway towards the other hangar. And I was like, uh-uh, I want to go down our taxiway so I have a long way to go. And he goes, you don't have a long way from the burnout box to the starting line, so you need to do it in between the hangar, hangars. So I did my first burnout and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is cool. I want to do this. And the burnouts are my favorite. And if you saw my burnout in the final round, I did what's called a J-Rod burnout. If you've ever seen J-Rod Grandier do a burnout, you're like, oh my God. Like he does these burnouts, they're smoky, and then he goes right up to the starting line. He's like, Likes to pop though. So I did my J-Rod burnout in the final round because I wanted Mr. Parker to know that I was there in the left lane and he better have game on. And he, he did. He, he had did. game on. <laughs> about her first run. She said, I can't do this. I just can't do this. I don't want to make a fool out of myself. And Don't worry about it. Wes Neely's here. Nobody will notice. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we... Uh, I said, look, just line up, don't worry about catching a light, and just go to what you think 100 miles an hour is, and just get out. Just make that one pass, don't like it, we'll load it up, go home, we won't talk about it anymore. I mean, she was just white-lipped, nervous. So she, light turns green, stays green, stays green, and, uh, like she's getting on the freeway. <laughs> Goes down the track, it's like 100. She makes the short turn off. And I'm going as fast as I can to the golf cart to get down there, make sure she's all right. So she's getting out of the car and I said, whoa, I'll be right back. I got to run back to the trailer. She said, what? I got to get a crowbar. She said, for what? Said, get that smile off your face. <laughs> 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 she was she was baked after that. She was ready to go. So ever since then, she's been having fun. I do want to tell you, though, like all of us, uh, she really struggled with the starting line for a long, long time. You know, you'd be uh, 60 red, 120 green, 120 red, 60 green, oh, 002 red. You know, anyway, and teaching your wife the starting line, I'd rather teach her how to play golf, if you know what I mean. So I gave up on that. I said, you know, it'll click, you'll find your spot, you'll find your lead. It's really only happened, I think this year is when it, it clicked and she said, I've got I got my spot. I've got my spot. So just do it the same every time. I don't care if it's an 80. We'll bring the car to you. Just give us the same number. So enough of that. That's how she got where she had. She's improved so much uh, this year. It's been really exciting for me to watch and, and very rewarding for, for me to watch it all unfold. So now it's gone a little too far. She's going more rounds than I am. So I'm... <laughs> She just took it too far, you know? <laughs> so we're going to reel her back in. J-Rod is the crew chief, and he and I are really good friends. So I think we can fix our lights next week. Uh-uh. What? <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are going to need two pit spots if you ever have to meet each other in the final. <laughs> Actually, Jared and I met racing each other. Uh, we had the same class, both at F-Stockers, and um, we had a qualifying run, and we just lined up together i tell it my way he can tell it his way i got there first i got there first and and uh so i came back for the next round the qualifying and this little firebird makes the corner and peels in right next to me he said you're, you're not going to get there first this time we we're like a, we were probably a hundredth apart flat out so he gets it well the long story short that became our mo at every race, we would line up together, and the race during qualifying was more important to us than going rounds. And uh, as a result, so we were racing so hard during qualifying, we'd find ourselves in the, at least the fourth round all the time. Because we were we weren't just looking for time tickets; we were trying to actually beat each other. So that's how we met and became great friends. Not only that, I'm not exactly mechanically inclined, and um, in fact, I'm not mechanically inclined at all. And uh, 
every time my car would have a problem, like a lot of racers, J-Rod's the first one in the trailer. Uh, everybody knows Mike Walter. Let's fast forward. This is the J-Rod story, not a Mike Walter story. Mike Walter finally got my car going fast. It would, it would run the index in the morning, not so much at lunchtime. You know? but Mike got it going fast. We're at Houston race. And uh, I can't remember Bruce's last name, the NHRA official. But uh, I called across the scales and Bruce said, good afternoon, Mr. Holt. Good afternoon. So we're having a little party and you're invited. I said, oh, I love parties. Yeah, just back your car right here and go get your tools. For what? He said, well, you have to tear it down. I said, I can't tear it down. Oh, no, you can tear it down. You just can't put it back together. So Jared showed up and uh, helped me through the tear down, which we passed, by the way. But that's how Jared and I have become longtime friends. And uh, I convinced him to stop shut down his transmission shop and just come be part of the team full-time and take care of the race cars. And, and uh, so it was a great friendship and uh, he's friend first, Richie second. And uh, that's how we got here. And so now just hot mess all involved. So I, I got a question for Jay around there. What, what, which driver is easier to set the car up for Jared? Well, well. <laughs> um, kind of a family thing, you know. <laughs> I do work for you. <laughs> oh, that's where that, that's what started the story. Jared and I, in the in the first round, accidentally had to race each other. And in I, Dallas. In Dallas, just now. Yeah, this past weekend. And I, he and I like that. That's great. But it, it wasn't planned. It just happened. And so, as we, they had random pairing, random pairing. So as we're oh. getting in the car, you guys, he looks over at Jimmy. He looks over at Jimmy Hidalgo. And he said, "Jimmy, I, I may need a ride home, so let me know before you leave <laughs> if I need stand." <laughs> and then the way it felt, it was also random pairing in stock due to the whole crazy way the weather was this weekend and the race and everything. Um, Jared and I had to run each other second round of the second race and uh i told him he better race me don't sit there and he raced me i made him break out by what two thousand jared is such a good driver when he had me in that round um i run a 305 so i'm a, I'm a gt car he's racing me and he, he's he's a top end driver so he rolls up on me just right at the eighth mile. He's, he's just going to wheel me and roll up on me. Eighth mile is when I push fifth gear. He went, where the hell is he going? <laughs> I pulled away. He goes, this is over. Oh. I, yeah. I said, Jared, you put it in the car. You should have known it. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a struggle i have just you know being new to this whole thing is uh some of my friends race stock like john mclaughlin he's like all right it's a stick car it's gonna look different at the other end like they're that's where they start humping is at the end and i've always got that in my head now like all right where's it coming where's it coming oh there it is <laughs> so i feel yeah, your the pain there Jerry. it's really changed my life well speaking yeah. of the five speed uh stan and sheila both now, Sheila, your car is a 66 Nova uh, with, a, I'm guessing, a, the 327-275 horse motor? Seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that? It's a 327, 350 horse. 350. Factor, 287. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, Sheila's car. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's, a, uh, it's an old Grumpy Jenkins combination that had been on the shelf for a long time because it has to be a 66 Chevy 2 stick shift car to run the combination. So that's a niche. Our cars were all 67s. So when Jared found the combination, it had been defective for so long. We pulled all the fenders out, the grills, the headlights, everything, made them 66 so we could run that combination. Because of the, and we protect the, obviously try to protect the factory. All right, so then, Stan, your car, since yours is a five-speed, what combo are you running in your car? A 305. A 305, okay. 
That was the that was a Bellinger's idea. Like a ninety model Camaro. Ninety Camaro. Okay. I wanted to slow down, and I was running two eighty threes, and I really liked it. And uh, got a bad two eighty three. Went to Indy, couldn't qualify, and Bellinger was there and said, "Why don't you let me? Will you mind racing GT?" I said, "I don't care what I race." He said, "Let me build a three hundred five for you, then you can put a five speed." In. I always thought the transmission followed the body, not the the, the motor. And I said, yeah, so he built one, and uh, I really liked it. So he's working on a second one right now. So that's like where we're going to end up. Okay. Two nice two eighty threes for sale, by the way. If <laughs> Maybe Brian can use one. Buy, buy, buy two good ones, get a bad one for free, or what? No, they're good now. Well, I gave him the Stephen. He's made them both good now. What um kind of transmissions are you guys running? Liberties, G forces, Jerichos. I run a four speed G four. I run Liberty. Jared, what do you run? Liberty. Jared, what do you run? <laughs> you run a Liberty. <laughs> Depends on what he's driving. What he does. He has a comp car drives Liberty as well. So. What do you guys like for clutches? We have quite a few different clutches. So in the super stock cars, it's a Barnathon. And in her car, it's a uh, McLeod. That brand name clutch. Bonifani and McLeod. All right. Bonifani is yes. not too far from me. They're right in Pennsylvania, about 20 minutes yes, from, where, from where I uh, live. I was just speaking with them. They were at the. You uh, hear that airplane? Weekend. No. Can you hear the airplane? Yep. No, I'm good. <laughs> I can't hear him say no. He so. went. <laughs> oh, that is. Okay, I got it. Okay, sorry. We can close the door. I figured that was Mike sleeping and snoring back there in the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad he's just snoring. <laughs> hey, this is Mike Cotton, who also went to the final round in Superstock. Second race. He I did. was following him to the final round. I mean, like, I kept watching. I was like, oh, I wanted to be there, too. <laughs> Come Mike. Yeah. You did much better than I did. I wish I had a red light. <laughs> <laughs> we had that in common, didn't we? Yeah. Well, a lot easier to lie about a red light than a 118. <laughs> I can just see Sheila. Hey, we're having a party in the final round. Come on, everybody, we're going. Like, wait. Well, I have to tell you. Um, so typically when we're at a race in our, I mean, Division Four guys and gals, we're all super close. And like Stan and I love to have fun, as I know you know. And um, so any final round, like we always go up there with margaritas and we give them to the winners and stuff. And so um, Cole, awesome. yeah, Cole Cummings meets me down at the fuel trailer and he's got a tray of margaritas and pina coladas and he brought them down there. And, he, and I was like, oh my God, Cole. And he said, you always do it for everybody else, so we had to do it for you. So, and I kind of felt bad for Parker because, like, everybody came to see me. Like, I kind of want. Oh my gosh, that was fun! It really was. Well, that's what that's what kind of makes it great, though. It's just about the experience more than anything, you know. Like, oh my gosh, I was like screaming. My throat sounds so much better today. But like when I pull off the end of the track, I roll my windows down. And I'm like, yeah, baby. And like the guys at the end of the track on the four wheelers, they're like, yeah, like they started cheering for me. And it was pretty cool. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah, and scales and fuel and everybody was like, yeah, even Wes Neely. I came around the corner um, after beating J-Rod and, and they were all like, yeah, Sheila. And then old Cater, you know, the country puppy. He was like, you beat him? I'm like, don't look so shocked, boy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm pretty much stay excited. The guys in the scales, guys in the scales go, here she comes. She's crossing the scales. I gotta... <laughs> Sheila, quit jumping up and down in your car. You're throwing the scale off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to be still. <laughs> Just a wild ride, you know? I mean... 
Bobby, you know from racing a stick, Brian, not so much. Maybe you could touch my car one day and then you'll understand the experience that we get. Like from shifting gears, it's such an adrenaline rush all the way down the track. You're, you're, you're like, automatic. after a run, you're like shaking. I know. Automatic guys just kind of go, oh, okay. They go, okay. What do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands. And the clutch car, I mean, you're just like, slamming gears the entire time and just what a ride i mean i get excited just like making a qualifying pass like it's just so exciting to me i think uh, i raced in one of the rounds a little LA automatic car button car and i asked jared no it was in qualifying a time trial before we started the race i said jared you know i want you to make a pass in my car just tell me you know what you're feeling so as I walk to the staging lanes, I see the guy in the Calais and he's doing all these practice, letting the button go, letting the button go, letting the button go. You want to watch it go on. He must have done a dozen of them. Jared, Jared gets in my car, puts the bells on, pulls up the line, doesn't do anything, 007. <laughs> I said, are you just looking for more work someplace else? Or is that to make me feel bad or because you can? Or, you know. So all that practice from the button, and Jared just 007. So, Jared, have you ever been to South Dakota? You know, if I'm going to put a stick in my car, I might uh, have to move you up here. It was, Sheila, it was Sheila's idea. Yeah, I know. She said it's all right. Just come up here. They'll, Brian. they'll, direct, they'll direct deposit your check. Just come up here and spend the summer up here. Here, Paula, don't waste that orange juice. On I'll have to tell you, Stan and J-Rod are so good at the tree. And I was using a blinder for a long time because my mind is an anticipator. And so, like, I couldn't sit there and wait. So we put the blinder in my car, and I did okay. But the beginning of this year, we just, I started listening to Stan because he's always good on the tree, and then Jared. And so it just all clicked, and I'm so glad it did. And just know I'm coming after Parker DeVore, buddy. If you're watching. Actually, I, I beat him in the first race. And, um, but then the second race is payback. I think you guys need to come, you guys need to come up to, uh, Rock Falls, Wisconsin, June 18th and run the stick race there and then just hang out for the weekend and race with us. That'd be, it'd be fun to watch that you guys That would be really cool. I've never been to an all, an all stick race. It's, it's pretty neat, even for us auto guys, just to watch, you know, there's... <laughs> Man, you never seen so many feet sticking out of the bottom of a car when you go to an all stick race. It's like it's a good place to go shoe shopping. <laughs> I remember when I put the stick in my car, it was an F stock automatic. I was driving the car Sheila has today. And uh, I think the race maybe decided to put a stick. There were 17 F stock automatic cars. We call it an F eliminator. There were so many cars. I'm putting a stick in my car. And there weren't as many sticks then when I did this. This was back in the late 90s. And uh, so I put it in, and it was horrible, as you can imagine. But uh, I just remember Dale Hulk was came to me. He said, Stan, you need to get that stick out of the car. You need to get it out. I said, Dale, I think you're right. I'm going to take it out. He said, when? I said, right after my sex change operation. <laughs> I said, it's never coming out. But we've seen a lot more sticks than we used to. Yeah. I think some responsibility for that i think for converting a resurgence stock it has been yeah it really has been not so much in super stock though i don't think uh, no it, just, much it doesn't make stock. sense to do in super stock when you're going up against trans brake air shifted cars but stock yeah i'm starting to see a, a lot more and i, I really like it I was, a lot of it's because some of the combinations are better with sticks also yeah combinations are beat up you know, with automatics because a lot of people run them and, and went really fast with them, so they're rated better with stick. So that's why a lot of cars are going back to it. Also, well, Jared, I run a two thousand. I run a two two thousand Camaro with an LS one, and <laughs> so do I. Yeah. So I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to Corda last week, and I'm like, man, it's just frustrating knowing that like I don't think I can ever get this thing a second under. He said, sure you can, just put a clutch in it. I'm like, ah, stop saying that. There you go. I still run mine with an automatic, also, but. The problem is, I also. 
the problem is also I end up running into, uh, you know, here in D5, we got Randy Manns running around with probably the baddest beast yes. car in the country. So I talk to Mike all the time. He's like, don't do that to your car. He's like, just make it, just keep it consistent. Don't put a stick in it. I'm like, yeah, I just don't I want to race your dad. Yesterday. Yeah. But that's how you make a. I talked to Randy Manns yesterday. He does some of our, he does a lot of our shock stuff. Yeah, he does a great job over there. Those guys are definitely on point hey i uh, made that upgrade this year and i've been really happy with them so far yes they are really good people to work with i actually got an email from a, a listener recently that said they went with the fast shocks because of you know the feedback we've been getting on the podcast and people talking about how you know good of a company that was to work with so uh, he, was, he was happy with them as well so that, that's pretty cool so that's i guess good, when yeah. i'm you know when it's time for me to shop around for shocks again i'm you know, I know who to call. I'll check them out. Now, Stan, you said your car is fuel injected. Um, what what system do you guys run for the fuel injection? Holly, I just got it. He just told me that. <laughs> I'm wired here. <laughs> so does Jared do the tuning then on the Holly system too? Yes. Yeah, of course, he was, he was driving a computer car, one of the really early ones. So he was uh, just natural for him now, you know. But uh, most of the tuning he does in our cars is clutch work. And uh, this is the first. Um, I just made plate. No, the down. Oh, the, with the restrictors. Restrictor plates. First time I ever run a restrictor plate. So we slow the car down. Or, so it's interesting to tune it with restrictor plates. It's a different game with a stick car and restrictor plates. Challenge. The old restrictor plate, the Chevrolet plate. Well, Jared's combination yeah. and my combination, we'll never know what that's like. You don't, you don't see yeah, a Ford ever run a restrictor plate. Dallas one Camaro does not need a restrictor. Like, it needs a bigger throttle body. And all this time, energy, and money, and we want to slow the car down. Okay, I got it. Now, restrictor plates are legal in super stock. They're not legal in stock, right? I thought right. so. Okay. Um, Jared, the the fuel injected uh, car here. So are you a, a speed density or an alpha N type of guy? Do you run, does, does the, does the fuel injected car run in speed density with the map sensor or does it run alpha N just uh, speed, density. speed density? Okay. Yes. Cause there's, there's like the everlasting uh, argument over which is more consistent. Uh, and... Yeah. Everybody has their own idea of that. Uh, so yeah, I, but <clears throat> It's all in how you like it, I guess, your preference, because I think both of them can be really consistent. So then the Camaro that you're running, that's speed density also? Yes. Yep. All right. I run speed density. I like whenever other people are doing it, so I feel like I'm not alone here. Okay. No, you're not. <laughs> and I've been doing it a long time. I think speed density is the way to go. You an open cool. loop or a closed loop guy? Open. Open. <laughs> yes. All right. Open open loop speed density. That's that's me. All right. So I just gotta figure out how to get this damn car to be a little more consistent. <clears throat> it's called a for sale I sign. I, I made a lot of adjustments. <laughs> It's called a for sale. <laughs> it's called a for sale sign, Bobby. <laughs> I sit down, set a record run, and it's for sale. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, Sheila. So, what gear do you do the burnouts in, or do you shift? I do. I do it in second. And once my RP, once J Rod goes, then I shift it to third. Yep. I used to just do the one. One, two, and then we started doing the two, three. So I always start out in second. What, two, three. What gear do you start out in? Me? I'm just a third. Oh. I don't shift it. Oh, shifting's the best part. Yeah, but what transmission do you run? Yeah. The Jericho. Oh, oh that, that. Well. They still make those? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> you need to switch to 
Well, if you have a couple spares, maybe I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Boy, he picked up that quick. We do have a couple of spares for sale. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I just like that G-Force better for me. It, it works well for me. It's better for Jared because it doesn't break. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now, do you have to hold it in gear, though? I don't like. I don't want to have to hold the trans in gear while I'm going down the track. No. I do I do? But no, no. In Stan's car, he does. But but I I don't. I always keep my hand on the gear. But it's never knock on wood come out. But his his has before, like when you want it or something. We have a lot of issues to begin with with the liberties and dead heading, you know, and. Uh, Second or third gear we were in? Second gear. And uh, we can't tell you what we did. It's legal, but Jared fixed that. But uh, Liberty, a couple of things. Jared, we'll talk about it next week when you fly up here. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Jared doesn't like to fly. He'll never, he'll never be a, he will never be a fig. He lives at a hangar. He'll be, he'll be a big. You guys, how, how long? guy. How long of a chain do you give him there at the hangar? Like, can he come out like a little ways outside or do you just got him chained to the cars or how does that work? How about you just come down to Houston? I love Houston. Houston's fun. I looked for a flight before, uh, before we got on here, I was trying to find something, but there was nothing. Maybe a boat. Nothing in the budget. <laughs> Spirit Airlines doesn't go there. Bobby Fazio doesn't go there. <laughs> Well, you should call him at that line. That's great. Spirit <laughs> Airlines, not a sponsor. It's going to be a great line. Bobby Fazio, big fan of Spirit Airlines. They don't even give you a drink on that plane anymore. I mean, like, your seat doesn't recline. You're not allowed to bring a bag on. You're basically not even allowed to sit down unless you pay them extra. Like, it's it's just. Are you telling me they're cheaper than you are? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So now out of this whole room here, I'm, I'm assuming one, two, three, four, five. We got at least five entries. No, six, seven for the double entries this weekend at the uh, national event in Houston. Well, I feel like this, we're going to have 11, I think 11 cars there. I think oh. we're the only ones that didn't drop out. So yeah. we're a good shot this morning. We're going to the semis. We'll be pulling the pin. <laughs> you guys all I checked the weather. Go. It's not that bad. No, but it's, it's wet. It's wet. So all you super stockers listening, it's really wet. Don't bother bringing your cars out. Sportsmen will get stuck. Yeah. For sure. You guys need to start a Calcutta to see who is going to make it the farthest in the room. Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. Yes. Okay, I'm going all the way, buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> there we go. Well, the if Cottons do a Calcutta, I thought. Are they still doing it? Do what? Yep. You guys still do the, uh, the Calcutta? Oh, we are in Houston. We didn't do it. We're going to do it when we're in our home division. In division seven. Okay. That seems kind of selfish. We'll pick it up in other divisions. Oh, yeah. I'll start it in division one, then. Okay. There you go. That'd be fun. I'll take. I'll take the. I'll carry the torch. There you go. You just have to teach me uh, how to do it. <laughs> we'll send you the rules. Just send me the rules. Yeah. I just I'll want have to make it like a Venmo type of thing. I don't feel like collecting money from everybody. I just want Paula to do the collecting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I how... can collect. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> how could you tell her no? You know, yeah. just gives you that look. Where's my money? <laughs> I stood at the scales and make the guys give me their money. Shamed them into it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, now tire preference. What's the tire preference on both cars? I run Nikki's. Oh, conflicting brands. Yes. Well, I want to put. I want to try the radial again, but I can't seem to get my crew chief to want to do that for some reason. 
I was going to say, oh. if anybody could figure it out, it sounds like Jared would be able to. I mean, the I guy's know, a mastermind over here. We've actually run the radio a lot. On the 283. On the 283, we ran it all the time. But Stephen Bellinger and Dan Jacobs say it didn't work. So Stephen's got the shoebox and Dan's got a Cavalier. And I said, of course, the chai. You know, I'd like to try it. I think the car drives better down track with the radio. Now, what size tire are you running on yours, Stan? I don't know. 13.5, The lightweight. 31.5. That's 13. not my part. <laughs> I swore a stick tire from the Hoosier. That's, that's actually the best bias tire that, that you can actually put on. Yeah. I've played with a lot of different tires, and that's that's the tire to run on. I have to get you to write that one down for me. <laughs> you know, I was looking for Mickey Thompson this weekend, and just seems like there's a lot going on with them right now. And, yeah, uh, I think so. I think they're having some issues getting some tires. They weren't at they weren't at Yellow Bull. There were three or four classes there that have to manda- mandatory run the Mickey Thompson 275. I mean, there was hundreds of cars there, and the fact that they weren't at that race, they weren't in Atlanta. Um, I was getting a little nervous now. There's a lot of companies struggling getting parts and getting their act together since the pandemic. Everybody's tied to some other company. We hope I'm hoping for the best because I do. I run Mickey's on both my cars. I run the pro bracket radio on the stalker and I run the, uh, the 10 and a half W on the, uh, super stock car. I like that stiff sidewall that that had for this, uh, stick shift launches, Jared, but you're telling me that this, this Hoosier that's, you know, is that a stiff sidewall? Like good. I mean, yes, it is. The 31, can you tell me again what it is? 315135. 315135. Stan's like, that's enough talk about my car now. Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what tired to run on that one. <laughs> 5,000 people just went and bought new tires. Good day. We should, we should start making stuff up and just totally lead people astray with what we're running and doing on the car. Everybody running out trying to find buy that stuff. <laughs> Sheila, you're running. Uh, what's your uh, gear ratios? Yeah. Sheila, you're running yeah, three in the tree, a right? One, two, it's a one, two, three, nanya, nanya business. <laughs> Sheila's running the three in the tree. Yeah. Oh, I gotta tell you that story. I'm a little older than Sheila. And I, I buy this 58 Ford Ranchero, pretty on the tree. I'll take her for a ride. And I got it in low and I shifted to second. She goes, what are you doing? That's <laughs> <laughs> an automatic, I guess. I'm shifting it. Really? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Turn signals on both sides, Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you're going out again after oh, that. I wish you I hadn't thought of that. That would have been great. Was that still in the it... dating phase or is this like uh, post marriage? This was in the too late stage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too late for you or too late for her? Yeah. <laughs> answer that question is yes. <laughs> and you're getting ready to get married? Me, yeah. 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 A couple weeks. Me? He said I am. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. Don't let me forget. When are, you, when are you getting married? When? June June 26th. Oh, this is coming around the corner quick. Yeah. yeah. You got to hurry up and sell that deal. Did you not see Kiki? I mean, hello. Yeah, hello, yeah. Yeah, you guys spoiled her. She thinks every national event, you just go to a friendly pit and there's margaritas everywhere and <laughs> good conversation. Wait a minute, there's not? There's not. Here's <laughs> everywhere we go. Yeah, yeah right? You guys, you guys think NHRA would sponsor you for the hospitality pit? Oh. Well, um, they don't sponsor anybody for anything. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> she was upset that she couldn't be here. She's at work right now because she wanted to pop into this one and say hello. So oh. she says hello. Good. Hey, Kiki. I remember so, a race. We were in Belrose, Louisiana. I can't. I'll never say the name. I just just say he's not with NHR anymore, which isn't true. Um, <laughs> Sheila, Sheila had, had the strawberry margaritas going and it's hot you know in the middle of the day we weren't drinking them but he came over and he said can i just get one of those frozen drinks and put a lid on it for me 
NHRA official. Oh, yeah. Can't say it was hot. It was hot. I thought I thought he was coming over to to like pinch you or something, but that was that's cool. No. <laughs> you know, I've just put no. two and two together. So you got called into the barn to tear your car apart, and you didn't know how, and now you carry a margarita machine with you. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> pretty much, oh, look. Pretty much, nailed, pretty much nailed the program. Let's yeah. pop the hood. Oh, look. There's six margaritas on the intake. Huh. What are we going to do with those? <laughs> what a coincidence. Fuel check. Here you go, sir. This one's strawberry. I hope you like it. <laughs> They're measuring the margarita with the fuel check machine. <laughs> yeah. Second pass. I'm sure his fuel's fine. <laughs> now we know how she made it to the final. <laughs> Yeah, you, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> hey. How did the uh, Lupe Tortilla start? Oh, you don't have time. <laughs> give us the give us the, you have an appointment at 11. At 11. Give us the 45 second version. Super nineteen eighty three. Yeah. And it's a little frame house. Uh, I was a cook and uh, two other cooks. We had fifty seats and uh, Perfection was really important to me, and it took off. For the first three or four years, it was kind of a cult restaurant coming way, way out west. I mean, almost out of town. And people were driving from the inner city to come eat there. And uh, it just got traction. It kept going and going. And now it seats, uh, the original seats 100 and 200 people. It just kept adding porches. And my son's just opened uh, Loopy's number 27. So it's truly been an American dream. Started with uh, had twelve thousand dollars and I and I borrowed fifty and opened the original store in December ninth eighty three. You know, I think Millbank, South Dakota, would be an excellent location for one of those. Right. J Rod, you should come up here and uh, open that up. I got. I have. I'm sorry. I get. I have to. That just brings up a real quick story. I'll give you the condensed version. I have these comment cards on the table. And it says, uh, this, I get this comment card. There was a locked mailbox at the front. And I read every card and I get them, drop it in there. And you can be assured I get the card. And I would make some caustic, funny comments on them and post them on a board if they were like ridiculous comments. So one comment card said, do you ever think about opening a loopies in Iowa? And my comment was, I think of little else. <laughs> <laughs> now think where you are you're in south dakota and asking me that question uh, so no molly just texted me and you want me to move the camera so y'all can see him he's up there he's feeling left out yeah you see him yeah wally and his brothers uh, you got you got way more there than I do here. Mine are like, uh, you know, scarce. Most of mine came from Envy. Class wins. I haven't gotten one from there yet. I'm shooting for one this year, though. The first one on the left is the date is 1864. So quite a while. Now, was that chariot in, uh, was that a stick chariot? or? <laughs> oh my gosh it's been a long time all of a sudden i'll send you i'll send you uh i'll pay for the freight if you just ship me one so i can put one in the background so at least i feel like i'm part of the group <laughs> can i borrow one or rent one or something i told sheila we could save a lot of money just by maybe buying trophies <laughs> <laughs> make up our own stories we've been at it so long people have probably believed the story <laughs> Well, one, wanted, one, one more question that we always ask everybody is, what's a uh, a rule? Now, since we have stock and super stock here, if one of you wants to pick a rule in stock or super stock that you would like to see changed, what would it be? You can see hmm. Jared, too. Wait a minute. Hmm. What is what we always gripe about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Parking? No. Um, I would like to see stock run a little later. <laughs> I think they should flip. I think they should flip it around. You know, and then let the whoever go first, super comp. Let them go out first. And, you know, I think, yeah, I think, I think there's some good. engine rules that definitely need to be that I think need to be addressed, or should be. I think in stock, especially, 
um, for a lot of reasons. There's no reasons to have to check rods and pistons and all that good stuff. I think they should go to the top of the piston room and where the top of the piston looks like the original and the rest of that chart block could just be whatever they want it to be. Would save a lot, a lot of dealings with people with chart blocks and stuff like that so you don't want to pull the head off. Be real easy for tech, be a whole lot easier for tech. And a steel rod so they can have a window in the pan as long as it's a steel rod, everything else is good. I don't know why they bother with the weights and all that good stuff. I think the biggest problem in our sport right now is the hours that Sheila spends on tech cards. Why can't you sign a waiver January 1st for the year? Uh, why can't they have in this modern age your tech card online? And is there any change section? And you hit a button, no. And that card's ready to go. It takes you this many cars and drivers. It, it's literally a, over a two hour or more. Thank you. Yeah, I spent more. two hours yesterday trying to get it in before 5.30. Get writing down the same information that you write down at every race you go to. It just seems like they need to get enough steam. That would require carrying, of course. So I don't know. It may not happen in my career. But <laughs> I did have that conversation with NHRA uh, this year. So that exact conversation I said about storing, I did in Gainesville. Um, and I said about that tech card, maybe a stored tech card or a drop down. If you run a couple of different combinations, yeah. select this one, select that one. Super stock's the biggest difficulty because, you know, today somebody's super stock, I automatic tomorrow, they're GTJ automatic, and they just keep switching back and forth, whatever helps them out uh, at that moment. So stock would be easier. Super stock, there's more classes, there's more switching going on. Um, but yeah, they... It's one box. But, but it seems like there should be an option on your profile. Like when I log into NHRA eventreg.com, uh, should be an option to choose which class I run. So sometimes I run D, sometimes I run E. Um, it, it would just store it in there and it would be so much easier to just do, the, like you said, the drop down box, click enter and, and it's in. Otherwise, I got to enter all the information, my name, address, all that over and over and over again. I don't mind because we don't have to go stand in line and bring our cars to the tech. That's fine. Anybody from NHRA is listening. We have a person who's volunteered to write that program for you, Paula Cotton. Yes. To do that at no charge. I can definitely write this back. Yeah. So there's people out there with talent that could help in HRA out. If you're listening, I mean, yeah. So it'd be like, just have it like my Subway app where you can do recently ordered. You can be like favorites. All right, here's this button or that button. You hit it and it automatically loads everything yeah. in. Simple, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. That would be great. This can be yep. worked out. All right. So Paul is a software. Uh, Paula writes code then. I did not, not know this. Not necessarily code, but spec. I could spec it out. Okay. I used to. I don't know their code anymore. But in, in case you weren't paying attention to that first race, um, the guys went bowling after first round, and me and Paula, we continued racing. We went to the fourth <laughs> round. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> Girls were rolling on that first race. We noticed. We noticed. We'll see if that happens again this weekend. We wish you all luck. You have eight cars there, and the the gentleman in the back too. We wish him luck. Jared, there he is. Good luck, yeah. sir. Good luck, Stan. Good luck, Sheila. Good luck, Paula. Good luck, Mike. Good luck, Jared, and, and John. My son, right? Chase, Ty. John <laughs> Delay. Yeah. Bryce. Bryce. Yeah. Sounds expensive. <laughs> 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 so we, we thank you guys yeah. thank you guys for joining us from the awesome you know the hangar there it's quite a that's quite a cool pad that i definitely have to uh see this year or next year or immediately i wish and, you could uh, turn, <laughs> I wish you could turn the computer around so you could see what we're looking at <laughs> go ahead give it a swivel uh, maybe because of the light. I don't know if you can see all the cars. Oh, man. Wow. So there's the airplane right here. You have to have an airplane to win an airplane game. There it is. 
And then, got the love bug. So we have but yeah, so it's our corporate offices, corporate offices and our house and where Stan has all his classic cars and the racing program. And it's pretty cool. Just know that while you're in your 11 o'clock meeting, we'll continue day drinking. <laughs> yes, well, we'll enjoy. I'll be, I'll be envious. <laughs> that was the goal. You're yeah. welcome anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you. At least there's one nice person over there. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check with the other airlines. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We wish you a lot of luck uh, this weekend. And we'll be watching on the uh, NHRA.TV. And take care. Have a safe uh, trip there also. I know you're not going too far, but safe travel. Sure. And let's pray for some good weather. Yes, thank you so much. Glassracingtoday.com and brought to you by uh, Artisan Coffee. Coffee by Artisan.com. Sign up for the race team. Get a free shirt. Get a free hat. Get 15% off of your coffee. Uh, So Artisan Coffee. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. We are on Apple. Class Racing Today. Give us a uh, like. Give us a share. Uh, email us classracingtoday at gmail.com any questions, concerns, complaints if you need a shirt or a sticker, hit us up classracingtoday at gmail.com alright guys thanks a lot for joining us and happy trails (laughs) happy trails